Education Minister Stephen Lecce joins us. Good morning, sir. Good morning. All right, so where are we this morning? Uh, well, we're still before the mediator. We've committed ourselves to continue negotiating with the aim of getting a deal. I think we've been clear, John. We're obviously disappointed we're here because, you know, not even 48 hours ago, we repealed Bill 28, the legislation that they asked us to do with the condition that they would remove the notice of strike. Uh, and yet here we are, a day and a half later, they've committed to pursue the strike after the government fulfilled our end of the bargain. Okay. We well, do you do you think that they, they are acting in bad faith? I think that they're creating a great deal of frustration on uh, the capacity to get a deal and on parents who are obviously going to have to scramble in the coming days uh, should this strike proceed. I think that is unfair for children, particularly recognizing, John, that since a week we have significantly increased our offer for the lowest paid workers. Like, remember, what we said we would do was increase wages for lowest paid workers. We added $335 million over four years. We said we would uh, provide a flat rate. They didn't like that we differentiated the rates for more money for the lower income. We now put forth a flat rate. We said we'd repeal Bill 28. We already did that. We also said we'd protect the pensions and the benefits of the sick leave and support the hiring of 1,800 workers through the Support for Students Fund. And we've done that too. We've just shown a continuous willingness to improve the offer and to provide a deal that is, uh, I think, in line with the interests of all the parties. And yet to have this type of action um, and to potentially impose hardship on families again, ever so casually, two weeks later, I think it is really disappointing, but it's not gonna change our determination to stay at the table and work with the mediator to try to get a deal. I know this is, creates a great deal of pressure on families, and I have a great deal of regret for, for them and concern for them, and that's why we're going to double down our efforts to get a deal so we can just provide some stability to you. I, I don't think this is fair to be in this position every few weeks and, frankly, every few years in the province of Ontario. Is there any possibility, then, that the government would revert to the action it took the first time, which was to impose a settlement, ban the right to strike, and invoke the notwithstanding clause? Is that a possibility? You know, John, we've said we, we would not be reintroducing a bill like 28. Uh, our mandate and commitment to the people of Ontario is that we're going to stay at the table. But that's a re that requires a reciprocal commitment by the union, too. We can't do this alone. We need the parties to stay together, work through a mediator, the same mediator that got us a deal. I think what was a bit perplexing for a lot of us is that, you know, the major asks, right, uh, specifically on the funding, they said, look, we, we need more. So we, okay, they recognize that, the Premier recognized that. We came back to the table with a significant lift in pay for the lowest paid workers. I can't confirm the percentages because we're still negotiating or the aim is to get a deal even in this pressurized environment, but we pr provided the total increase of another $335 million. And I think that's a significant lift in the annual pay raise. I mean, recognizing that we have not asked for any concessions from the union with respect to their benefits their pensions, and 131 days of sick leave. We've simply asked the kids stay in school. I think that is a reasonable proposal before the union, uh, and I really hope that they'll hear the voices of parents who I think increasingly are saying, enough, you know, this is not fair anymore. You know, it sounds like you, the union made a commitment not to strike, and yet um, uh, with the condition the government would, would withdraw Bill 28, and we have done that demonstrably. 
I just think now we have to stay at the table, and the union has to get back to the table. Okay. Um, so we don't uh, we don't miss out on the, the, the little time we have to provide a deal before Monday. Just to loop back where we started, uh, I'll be talking with Mark Hancock from QP at eight twenty this morning. And my question for you, Stephen Lecce, is again: I mean, do you think that they are moving the goalposts? Do you think that they are negotiating in bad faith? I think that, you know, this discussion, I've been on your show so many times, John. I have never had a question from virtually any media outlet about any issue other than the consequential fault line that uh, prevented a deal over the past weeks, and that was on salary. It would be intellectually dishonest to suggest anything else. I mean, that's what we were talking about. That's what the, that's what we were talking at the table up to a day, you know, uh, two nights ago. That that was the issue. It's about wages and benefits and the desire for higher incomes across the board. So, you know, I, I just think it's it's particularly unhelpful when we could have had a deal. Parents could have had some stability. Children could have been in school on Monday. And instead, there's a never-ending request to extract as much from government instead of just, you know, uh, taking the deal that's before you that is exactly what was asked of, that is entirely fair. Uh, and frankly, when you look at the full benefit package, I would argue it's generous because most people listening to the private economy won't have a pension, won't have, you know, wonderful health benefits for their family, won't have significant time off and things like this. So I think we have to recognize the full cost. We have fulfilled our end of the bargain. We've increased the funding this year alone in public education by over $680 million. We have increased mental health by 400%. We are putting $175 million in tutoring. I mean, all the areas of investment have led us to a place where today, under Premier Doug Ford, there's nearly 7,000 more education workers hired. I mean, John, that doesn't happen by coincidence. You know, it requires government to make choices. We chose to invest. We've hired 7,000 of their workers, and we're going to hire 1,800 more over the course of the contract. And so I just think you know, my only aim over the coming days is just to stay focused on, on getting to the finish line. Well, here's so hoping. Do that. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all hoping. It just requires all the parties to be reasonable and fair and to put kids first. If this was about children, a deal would have been made and, frankly, you know, signed in the past days. But obviously, something else is motivating this, and I just hope that the union will come to their senses, if you will, and work with us at the table. And let's get this deal signed. Let's let's provide stability for their members, whom we respect. It's why we've hired thousands of them. And most importantly, for the people of this province, for, for their working parents, and for the economy at large, that depends on um, 2 million kids being in class. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you.